You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. We uh, we just got back. Road. We we have been on the road. We just got back from Denver. We decided uh, we had an, a sales event out there for Blessed Bodywear, mm-hmm. um, and so at the last minute we decided we were going to drive. Now we just got back. <laughs> it was a long drive. Man, I'm telling you, I, we, you know, we we tried to go to the gym yesterday, and it was like, okay, there's got to be a light one because every back is sore, you know, hips are sore, everything like that from sitting that long. It is about a 12-hour drive there, right? Yeah. Well, when we went, we were smart about it, and we stopped. Right. Well, we <laughs> kind of made it a romantic trip. That was the idea, right? Yeah. We were going to be together. We we brought the dogs, and we drove uh, to Aspen. Which was beautiful. I've never been there. I had never been there either. Like, I heard about it and I saw it in movies. Right. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing like that. No. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. And, it, you know, it's off season, so it was pretty empty. This is my wife, Anna Tigre, by the way. She's the girl that makes the, uh, the introduction <laughs> and laughed at me. But uh, Anna's going to be hosting shows or co-hosting shows with me for a while. Well, we have lots to talk about. We do, but Aspen, back to Aspen. Now it was kind of dead when we got there, right? I mean, it was uh, the the hills were brown. You could see the ski runs, but they were brown. Yeah, no snow yet. Right. Yet, it, to me, because of our lifestyle, you know, we were always go go go. That was probably the best thing that I've experienced in a long time. Yeah. And the air is so fresh. It's so fresh, yeah. You you know, you breathe and you just feel your body. You know relaxing. the weird thing about aspen? And no. And I I didn't well yeah, you do actually, but I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> but when we got to Denver, we talked to a couple of our friends and they said, Yeah, it's like that. Nobody there was friendly. No, they weren't very warm people. Everybody no. was rude. Yeah. I mean, people in businesses. <laughs> we went to a bakery, we went in, the only guy, okay. <laughs> Pot is legal there, right? Yeah. And so we wanted to go inside of a pot store and see what a, inside of a pot store looks like, right? The only friendly person there was the guy that owned the pot store. Sure, because he was probably <laughs> trying all his new stuff. <laughs> no, but, but they were. Was he was kind of, everybody was kind of unfriendly. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, and it's not that they are rude. Oh, the, the one lady at the baker was rude. But um, it's almost like they're sort of uninterested. You know, yeah. they're not really like making sure that they're welcoming and like right. that. And yeah, it was weird. That felt weird. And then um, you drive another hour or two, and we experienced well, the opposite. N- not even that far. You go to Breckenridge. Breckenridge was completely yes, different. It was yes. like the opposite of that. Everybody yeah. was so friendly. And and when we, we had our event, and I was talking to some of the girls there, we were just sort of standing there talking, a group of us, and, and everybody said, yes, Aspen is not like, Aspen's the big party town, and people there aren't, traditionally friendly, uh, but Breckenridge is more of a family type place and yeah. everybody there is very, very friendly. Extremely friendly. We went to Whole Foods and, you know, it's just people go above everybody. and beyond. Yeah, yeah everybody. To, I mean, uh, we, we went nice. to a bunch of shops and just people on the street and, and it was because uh, we sort of walked around and explored a little bit, but it was just but weird. I, but I did enjoy Aspen. What I loved the most... I loved Aspen. ...was uh, our run in the morning. Right. Oh we, we drove in there at night and we couldn't see any of it. And so we, we settled into our room and it was an awesome little place. I can't remember. What was the name of it? Do you remember? It was... Um, 
some cool place anyway. It was this little... <laughs> it, was a, it was a resort type yeah, ski, place. Meadows, ski resort. Meadows Resort. Meadows Resort. Okay. Yeah. And then and we got up in the morning. It was like 28 degrees outside. We could see our breath. And that's kind of a new thing for you. Yeah. Uh, not for me. But uh, and we went out for a nice run with the girls. We went for a couple of miles. The elevation kicked my butt, but the air was so fresh. You I don't have, want to stop. Every time I run in Vegas, I have an asthma attack. Yeah. I always have to carry an inhaler with me there. And there, nothing. Zip. Right. Zero. Right. It's so clean. And, and honestly, it's just, it's so peaceful. The streets are so beautiful and yeah. so peaceful that you don't want to stop stop like if we didn't have to get on the road i would have kept going i, I could have stayed there for longer right you know? i mean and, and the thing is we went down and explored and, and you know it's low season there's really nobody there <laughs> nobody's going over you know it's maybe they're still hibernating i don't know i, I want to be fair to everybody because i'm sure there's people in aspen that are very nice outside, right, other right. than the pot guy <laughs> but that was our experience anyway yeah. we ran into about five or six people in a row that were just really not yeah. If you know of places in Aspen that are very friendly, yeah, just let us know. Let us know. Because we'll go there next time. Because I want to go back there. I think it's an awesome little town. It's so beautiful. We just drove around for an hour or so, and it was just such a cute little town. Yes, it was. Had yes, a it really was. good vibe there. Really, really nice. I want to go back. That whole stretch there when you come off of the, uh, the freeway and you go towards Aspen, all Beautiful. those little places yes. along there are really cute. And everybody's, yeah. you know, it was a really, really nice experience. Very and nice. then we got into Denver and uh, we saw a bunch of old friends. Oh, I know. We went up to Red Rocks and did a photo shoot the day after our event with uh, Heather yep. French and her sister. Yep, yep. It's beautiful up there. So that was my first time at the amphitheater. I've been there before. The last time I was there I was actually running hills there. This time I was tired just walking up <laughs> <laughs> from the Sure, because you're training for your fight when you're running. Yeah, that was that was that was really a couple weeks before my fight. That was really cool to see so many people exercising in the amphitheater. It was weird because I expected it to be empty, right? But there were cars there, and I. But we walked and we looked over the thing, and instead of seeing a bunch of tourists walking around taking pictures. It was just everybody. It was just like yeah. ants running in there. stairs, everybody running and stairs and, and working out. And it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I know that at that point I'm like, I wish I was here just to work out and not to work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was beautiful, and the event was amazing because we got to see like some of the girls that was there, like Teresa Gillian. Yes. We were on stage together in 2008. Wow! Like, I didn't yeah. know you guys competed together. Oh yeah, we were the same. <laughs> she was telling, she was asking me, "Hey, you know, do you think this pants will fit my height? Because uh, I'm, I'm short." I'm like, "No, girl, <laughs> we're the same height. We were the same <laughs> high classes. We did nationals together." No kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of times, I think. So that was, I mean, everybody there. Like, it's such a long, you know, you don't realize. Two things. You just look around and like. Hey, everybody looks a little bit older, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a it's been a decade, right? For that we've that I've but known most some, of those something girls. Something about Denver, and and again, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. If you know somebody with a flat butt in Denver, please be feel free to write. <laughs> yes, but everybody there has a butt. What's up with that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the altitude. You got to go upstairs all the time. Yeah, maybe they have to climb a lot. I don't know, but every it's a beautiful city, and the people are so not only beautiful on the outside, but beautiful people. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're so welcoming. Oh my goodness! Like they went above and beyond to make us feel welcome. Well, Sarah Hurley went out of her way to find us this awesome location. The venue was incredible. The you real know? artsy type 
Yeah. yeah. And it was one of her clients too that she works there. And then Chandra and her husband Brian helped us set everything up and, and uh, just. Just incredible. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, and then having Carrie Lee Brown yeah. uh, as a speaker and everybody loved. And she brought loved, her whole family, yes. which is great. But Carrie Lee Brown, that was a, I worked with Carrie Lee back when she was the editor-in-chief of Oxygen. I worked for every editor-in-chief Oxygen ever had until it went bankrupt. Wow. And uh, Carrie Lee was uh, one of my very favorites to work with there because she just, it's just, working in a company like that is kind of unique. You know, when you're a photographer, you're out there in the world. I was down here. They're based up in Toronto. Right. You really often, you get to see these people once a year at the Arnold Classic. Yeah. And, uh, and they're kind of embroiled in their whole corporate thing, you know. And we're out here where fitness actually happens. And, and lots of times... The you communication know, is hard. Well, yeah. And, and it's kind of like, you know, we're out here with our finger on the pulse. You guys get internally focused and you kind of forget that we're out here. And we're the people, we're your best resource people. Right. And lots of times you get blown off as if you're not. And, uh, and that was kind of a thing that I found working with magazines. Carrie Lee Brown was one of the anomalies where she really looked upon her photographers and writers as resource people mm-hmm. and, and treated you like you were a peer and, and valued your opinion. And, and so it was really, really great to meet up with her again. The unfortunate thing is that uh, she has had a heart attack since I saw her or worked with her at Oxygen. I know. The cool part is, is that she's really turned this into something positive. Wow, and that's the thing, uh, because of her age and being a working mom and all like that, all the girls at the event were very much into her talk because you talk to every single girl, you know, they're all my age, around, Mm -hmm. you know, late 30s, early 40s, mid 40s, something like that, and we are all going full speed, right. thinking that because we eat healthy and we work out, and we work out that we're okay. And then you meet somebody that has has been at where we are at, and then has known where that gets you, and learn from that person. That it, that was invaluable information. And you I, know, I, I mean, everybody was riveted, and I think yeah. every girl there I talked to some of them after, and they were just like, you know. You just, it's a real eye opener, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that you have to adjust. And she wrote a, a, a guidebook. She calls it a guidebook. It's right. a book, but it talks about her experience, but it's kind of a, a pro or not an, an interactive type book mm-hmm. because you actually do some work on your own life right. in the process of reading this book. Right. I, I'm really excited about reading it. I, you know, we just got back and I haven't uh, had a chance to sit down and, and read it yet, but I'm going to read it because it's. Her approach is, I think, very unique. Yeah. It's a very, it's not just meant she to talk gives you at tools. you. It's yeah. meant to help you work through some of yeah. those. Yeah. Well. And I think that's what is important. You I think know? it's a good thing for guys, too. I mean, I, obviously, she wrote the book for women. Right. But I don't see how a man wouldn't benefit from reading I think this the book. only difference is that she was mentioning is that some of the symptoms of heart attack for women are different. Are different. Women. Right. And so, like, she had pain on her right side. Right. And her right arm was numb. And then later she found out that that's, you know, for women is different. And so there's so many things like that that we don't pay attention because... It's a powerful book for mm-hmm, women because mm-hmm. there are things that, you know, when we talk about hearts, you know, it's always been traditionally men. Right. You know? And uh, and, and, and it's not necessarily that case because women are out there having careers and raising kids on their own and right. eating poorly sometimes and, and 
or in this case, eating healthy and still. But still managing. You're not getting enough sleep. Managing sleep. too much stress and mm -hmm. not managing it effectively. You know, or yeah. taking on too much, which is a very common thing for a lot of women. Yeah. And uh, and so it's a really really great. Which book. is one of the reasons why we drove there to take a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was yeah. funny. I wrote an article about this uh, and posted it on my site. It's titled "I Can See Clearly Now." And what it was is. We work from home, and and of course, it's. I think a lot of people fantasize about working from home and owning your own business, and and in that fantasy are lots of beaches and days off, and you know, <laughs> yeah. dri people driving you around and working for you. And we don't have employees; it's you and I, yeah. and that rarely turns into time off. We have to work at... Well, anybody that owns their own business knows what we're talking about. Right, yeah. You, you have don't to work get time at, off. You have to work at a conversation about something other than work. Right. You know, and so everything becomes work. And when you get tired, you don't go out on dates and you don't, you, you work. And especially when you work from home, there's a reminder every, you know, downstairs, half of our house downstairs is a studio. Upstairs in the mm -hmm. loft is an office, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and so it's just everywhere you go, you see work. We have to book our dates. We have right. to book, we have to work we at it. We schedule dates. Yeah. We put yeah. them into the calendar and we plan out what we're going I to do. I think it's very different when you go to an office and then the work is done and you come home and home is home. You so know, you are, yeah. You it's break a, from work. Right. But in this situation, we need to schedule, like, uh, it's funny because we got on the road and we're going to do this road trip because we don't want to rush to get there and rush to come back. And right away I started getting texts, you know, from know. clients. And, and, and so I just go into customer service mode and I'm doing all this. And then suddenly, you know, right about when you get to Utah, there's no, no service, right. no cell service. Right. And then I'm like, oh. And that's when the scenery starts to change and what? get really good. Right. But that's what do a, I do now? But that's the thing. You know, this, this go, go, go mentality, this responsibility becomes habitual. And mm -hmm. it stops being something we actually think about and make a, 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 a weighed out, measured decision. It's just something you react to. Right. And so you find yourself, you know, you and I had to make a rule about no phones or devices at, at mealtime. Right. Because we're sitting there eating meals and both of us are on our phones. Right. You know, and, and I'm, we're, not, we're not playing games. We're, we're, we're working. Right. You know what I mean? But the thing of it is, is it has to stop. Customer service starts here typically around 5, 5.30 in the morning and ends at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Right. But the thing of it is, is that, you know, we have to, especially Set your after own this, boundaries. Is, yes. listening to Carrie and, and you know, it, we have to have hours. Mm -hmm. You know, it, if, if somebody wants to return their pants... At eleven at night, it'll it'll wait till the morning, you know. Right, just because they had uh, their time off to write. Right, they're doing it when it's convenient for them right. because that's the magic. But we don't have to respond that moment, right? You know, we we can have work hours. Yeah, because otherwise know? you end up just burning out. You know, there's no way around that. No, you can't. And and what? Yes, you can hire other people, but then the, the level of customer service drops, mm -hmm. and that's We've the cornerstone that. <laughs> of our business. Is our business is us? It's it's us. It's that yeah. personal service, and that's what we want to give. And so, and so, this was a good message for us. What Carrie Lee had to say, because on on our drive back, we were able to talk about that and make some changes. Yeah. We were talking about the drive out, though, and that was the cool part because you just did fall into work, and I'm driving along, and I'm thinking. Why the F did we not just fly? Right. 
<laughs> you know, because I'm sitting here driving by myself, you're sitting there on your phone, and the dogs are asleep, and it's, why are we doing this? Right, what's the point? It's just 12 hours of yeah. misery sitting in a car, right? Yeah. Well, then we lost cell service, and... You know, That's when we connected. And we, we actually enjoyed... And we started having a conversation about something other than work. Yeah. And it was, it was a little forced at first, but then it got into be, and we started laughing, and we started having fun. Right. But the time we got to Aspen, we were really Feeling having a good yeah, time. Completely different. And the next day, and then after that, you know, when you have that rest and you really, really feel good and you reconnect with this person that you love so dearly mm -hmm. and it's about fun stuff, the stuff you used to talk about a long time ago, mm -hmm. it just it was a game changer, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we finished up early in Denver and we came back a day early. We didn't tell anybody we were back. Yes. <laughs> and we spent that day just resting and hanging out together. Right. You know, we did a straight shot back. We left at 2.30 in the morning. Around, I think we woke up at 2.30 and left, left around about, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so, I just drove straight through. You slept most of the way. I and, did. Yeah. <laughs> You'd uh, wake up and demand that we stop instantly so you could pee. And, and, uh, you and me the and dog. the dogs. Yeah, you and the dogs. Uh, but, but the thing is, is we got home and we've had a day without any outside influences to regroup and evaluate what's important and make a new plan. And yeah. For anybody that owns a business or anybody with kids, anybody with a really busy lifestyle, that getting away, just getting away, getting away from all of those constant reminders, yeah. uh, going someplace, and it doesn't have to be someplace far or someplace expensive. It's just getting away and seeing something different, being stimulated by something different and new, and then slowing things down and just talking. Yeah. And, you know, we had a really, really long talk about our lives and where Life we're going and, and what goals our goals are future, and where we want yeah. to be. And we came back with some massive changes. You know, there's something really, really big that happened to us that we have to adjust to. And, and we're doing that. But we're, instead of feeling defeated from it, you know, we're, we're turning that into a real positive and we're going to make some really positive changes in our life. And yeah. that all happened because we just got some different scenery. We've gone down to a coffee shop. We've gone out to the movies. Right. We've gone to see a show. We've it's done all that same. stuff, but it's not the same. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's getting some new scenery, just getting away from all the things that remind us of what we have to do. Mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I think that's so, so important. Stepping away, yeah, absolutely. You so know, you get on this roller coaster and it's just, you adjust. You know, you just adjust and you take on more. And, and you, you know where your limits are, but how much time do we really focus on our happiness, our goals, our dreams, our right. relationship, stuff right. like that? You can go out on a date. We go on dates. Mm -hmm. But if we're thinking about business the whole time, right. you're not on a date. You might as well just stay home. Mm -hmm. You're just money. dressed up. Right. Exactly. Which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anna wants to go shopping. <laughs> Dressing up is always nice. <laughs> Speaking of dressing up, you're making a trip home. I am. And it all came together literally in the last 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, which it, don't tell anybody, guys, because yeah. this is going to be a surprise, which is the part that I'm mostly excited about is to surprise my family when I get there. They're right. not expecting it. Right. Um, my niece, uh, Laura, it, she just turned 15 years old uh, yesterday, and it's a big deal in Brazil when you turn 15. I think most Latin cultures, right? 
Yes, uh, most Latin most cultures. Most Spanish-speaking cultures call it a quinceanera? Yes, right? yes. And what do you call it in Portuguese? Um, no, you just call your 15th oh, okay. birthday. Um, but this birthday party is like a wedding, you know? You put on this this birthday party and, you know, my brother, he kind of went all out. And it happens to be the same, <laughs> the, the day, which is Friday, Friday, November 4th, is her birthday party and it's my brother's birthday. So I think he just, you know, put that in there as an yeah. extra. But um, it's going to be in this beautiful ballroom and everybody wearing long dresses and, and you know, just... It's a very formal event. Very formal. And um, when they told us about it, um, initially we had plans this weekend. We were, you know, we share a little bit. We were in the process of... Uh, becoming foster parents, and that's one of the things that the last week has changed. changed. We have postponed um, getting kids, and so that was, you know, and it was, it was God's blessing. I mean, for sure, but it changed our plans, which all of a sudden made it so we're free this week to go, but we can't go, and I'm going by myself, and it's the first time, and I'm so. <laughs> thorn because I hate leaving my family here um, yet I haven't been back in four years and I it's just a, know that it's going yeah. to be like this huge I'm only going for three days <laughs> going all the way there for three <laughs> days but to, in my mind it makes total sense but anyway it's going to be great and I'm really excited and today I'm just going to go get a dress <laughs> And, and uh, I need to get my passport. Like, all this stuff just happened. you got to tell the Brazilian consulate story. Okay, this would never happen. I'm from Canada. We now live in the U.S. Uh, I'm soon going to be a, an American citizen. Anna is one. Yep. Um, try, just try to get a passport in a hurry. Right. Without having to pay through the nose for it. Yeah. You just realized... When we decided you want to take this quick trip, you realized your passport was, was expired. My Brazilian, yeah. I have an American passport that and is fine. One. And a Brazilian, my Brazilian passport was expired, so expired you, a year ago. So you called there this morning and? I called in this morning. <laughs> no, I couldn't get through the line and I'm like, okay. So they say email and we'll reply in, within two business days. And I'm like, okay, forget it. I, I won't be able to go. Well, I send in an email and literally, I think two minutes later, the girl replies and she says, oh, you need to go see your family. Just stop by first thing in the morning. We'll get it done the same day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness, really? And I said, but I live in Las Vegas. Should I, should I do it overnight via, via mail? And she's like, well, the thing is mail is mail. We can't guarantee. You know, she's like, you'd be better off. So Terry, being the husband he is, is going to drive me out there tomorrow. <laughs> First thing in the morning, we're driving four and a half hours, going to the consulate. So we'll leave here at four in the morning. We'll be at the consulate in time. And nine. And she's going to get it done within two hours. Right. And, and then, then we're driving you down to San Diego to catch your flight. Yes. <laughs> go to Brazil. Well, we're going to spend, I guess, the afternoon at the beach, and then I'll fly the next day. So the next three days, I'm going to be, like, on the road, right? I'll be so... <laughs> but you, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you going to charge me extra? Oh, 
know, you know, those things happen. So I guess she understands that us Brazilians sometimes um, but that's kind are of the, not. That's kind of the Brazilian thing, isn't it? Yes. Like there's really less formality than what we're accustomed to here. I couldn't believe it. They did the same thing when uh, my nephew lived here last year with us. And then he went home and he needed his transcripts. And uh, in he needed the, the transcripts from, from high school here and needed to go to the consulate so he could take it back to Brazil. So I sent it in, and somebody from the consulate called, and she's like, Hi, Anna, this is Chris from the consulate. You know, I got your papers, but call me back. We'll figure it out. You, you just sent... They need a USPS money order instead right. of a bank money order. But they were so informal, and I'm like, wow, that was... yeah. Maybe, you know, I need some of that. That's why I'm going home. <laughs> remind, that, me, remind me where I'm from, you know? Some of that food and... <laughs> some of that... Partying and... Yeah. Nothing is very formal. The first time I went to Brazil, we were there for five days and we went to seven parties. Yes. Seven parties in five days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I'll be there three days and I'm already thinking... So you're not really going back for a rest? It, no. It's just a recharge. I think it's an emotional rest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, reconnecting. It's been four years. And yes, my mom and dad came to visit my brothers, but it's not the same. You know, yes. when you go there, your family's 100 people, not just yes. your parents. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I'm just really heartbroken that I can't take you and the dogs. You know what? We're, 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 uh, we're going to make good use of the time. We, on our trip, on our big trip, we had, uh, I had some epiphanies about what I wanted to do. Yes. And, uh, you can't wait to get started, right. so you I mean, can't go path, with me. Our path, you, 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 you mentioned it. Our path was going one way. We were fostering kids with the intention of adopting. And Well, uh, we were just about to get them. Right. Yeah. And then what happened is... Some uh, other things happened. That yeah, some other things, some other family things happened that uh, we, we just have to put the brakes on and deal with this other thing first, and then, and then we'll revisit this later. We fully intend on adopting at some point. Yes. Uh, we just, just have to tend to, to some other stuff first. Yes. So rather than that being a negative, um, we're turning it into a positive. Exactly. It was devastating. It was. It really was. It was devastating because we had plans and, and we had a little family that was coming to us very soon and yep uh, so it was very very devastating for both of us and uh we had our tears and then uh we got to turn it into something positive we can't right. let this bury us we have to turn it into a positive we know it's god's will so you just got to turn it into a positive right. so that's what we've done so anna's going to go back and see family and get recharged and feel good and process that and, and stop I'm gonna crying stay <laughs> <laughs> Terry's like, go, stop crying, go, go party <laughs> with your family, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll change our life over here. But and then I want to do the things I want to do to yeah. get us going in a different direction. Yeah, so. no, you know, and that's the thing in life. Um, the the rational part of our brains sometimes mm -hmm. understand why things happen, but your heart. I'm a Taurus. When I'm going one way to, going that way to turn it around, it takes a little while, but then, yeah. yeah. And so the important thing, if I were to, to, to recap and summarize what we have learned in the last week, we had this horrible, devastating news. We had to go, we were in, got it in the midst of a business trip. Mm -hmm. uh, what we learned is just to slow down. You know, mm -hmm. what, whatever money you're going to make, uh, it's not going to solve your problems. You know, it's not going to make you happy. Yeah. And you really, really have to slow down and make yourself happy. And it's not like, you know, you don't have to be greedy to 
to be doing that. It just, it's just one of those things is like grains of sand. It just sneaks up and then sneaks up on you. And the next thing you know, you're not living life. You're just mm-hmm. hyper-focused on one thing and you realize you're not deep down inside. You're not really happy. And, uh, and this is what happened is that um, we're coming into a massive, change. massive change yeah. in our life. It was a and, catalyst, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's going to be great. And so you got to do what you got to do. For me, I'm a little bit more resilient with it. You're not. So go back to Brazil, see your family, <laughs> because I know that's going to that's gonna make you feel better. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's all I want is I just want you to feel better. And over here, I'm going to have a great time, you know, reshaping what our, our next few months are going to look like. And, and sometimes you just got to do that, but you got to do it with a smile on your face. Something good's yeah. going to come. You know, yeah. we believe in God, of course. So we believe that he's going to take care of it all. We just got to make the moves, right? We got to knock right. and then the door opens, right? Exactly. That's all it is. So exactly. That's what we got to do. So we're knocking. <laughs> so summarize real quick by saying, get out of town, <laughs> simplify things, and just enjoy yourself and get back focused on the yeah. things that make you happy. Money is not, it, it can make things a lot easier, but, it, but more money doesn't necessarily make you happy. Well, and, and I think too that, you know, you hear from people that get sick, maybe get cancer or, or go through a tragedy, they lose a, a loved one or, you know, or just went through what we just went through where we, we, prepar- we, we had preparations to get these kids for months you know, and, and then we actually, like, met them and the whole thing. And, and then, then we the, had to make a decision. And then the whole thing got taken away, you know. And the thing is... But, but the perspective... It didn't get taken away. We decided... Right. But, but my point being is that it's still... There, there was a loss right. there. And then the trip, if we had stayed here we wouldn't have realized the big life changes that we're about right. to, to We wouldn't make. have been able to turn it into a positive. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and so you see with people that get sick, a lot of times I, I, I was just watching a Facebook post from somebody that the husband had cancer and they have four kids. And thankfully he's healed and he's good. But what he realized is that the same thing. He was working so much that he was missing out on his kids on his family, on the everyday small stuff, right? right? And at the end of the day, why? Because, you, you know, everybody needs food and shelter and all that, yes. But the extra is just where does that really, what does that really get you? You know, Balance. happiness, not always. An extra at, by sacrificing balance. Exactly. You know, if you, there's nothing wrong with extra, but balance is the most important thing and finding that balance. And, and, you know, we found even as close as we are and as strong as our love is, work has, has we've got so focused on work and so focused on what the future was bringing that we really lost sight of our relationship for a while. Right. And this was an important thing to bring it back. And, and again, you know, it was a great thing. We were going to make this romantic driving trip. Yeah. And... I'm driving and you're on your phone. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? And it wasn't intentional. It's yeah. just, that's just what happens. It and you takes have a to, little while too. You have to step away yeah. and intentionally make a decision to do something different and then keep those things sacred. Yes. Or you will lose them. Yes. And with that, I want to thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back in a few days with another episode.